What's good is Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. And this is not another, another damn, damn podcast. podcast. Presented by our damn, damn selves. You know it. Episode 23. 23. We're getting it in. You know, MJ, one of our, MJ, yeah, 23. MJ, yeah. One of our <laughs> first episodes, I want to say episode two, we talked about the number 23. So now we we've did. come full circle full on circle. that. Yeah. Look at that. I like that. Before we go any further, I got a shout out. J-Scope. That's right. It's I can't talk. I can't talk whenever she's around anyway. But got a shout out J Scope, created by the lovely Jazz. Like Jazz always gives me tongue tied when I'm on the air. And so it's the first fitness belt that covers the entire midsection and provides 100% comfort during your workouts. So that's going to help you get that snap back after you drop right. the baby kid. Cool. Because like I looked at the video on Instagram and I was like, oh, okay. And the way I saw that, it hooked up. It looked mm-hmm. like it was going to work good. So Oh, yes. Jazz yeah. always demonstrates on um yeah. follow um J Sculpt Fitness on Instagram. Yeah, because you have d- to you yeah. have to show examples because people would be mm-hmm. like, how does this go? And then right, right, right. end up upside down. And- oh, yeah, she shows you exactly how to do it. <laughs> and you're like, that. I ain't seeing yeah. no results. It's like because you didn't do yeah, it right. Yeah. She sucked. That's why you didn't see <laughs> you didn't results. Do it right. <laughs> well, let's jump right into it, kid. Uh weekend. You gonna talk about your weekend? Oh, yeah, we could talk about my weekend a little bit. Um I ended up missing the um haunted Halloween party. From one oh six three, but I saw a lot of most of my coworkers, or a lot of my coworkers. I won't yeah. say most. Some of them were like doing other stuff. But shout out mm-hmm. Mike Love, Lady Red, Jay, DJ R Dub, yeah, the big dog Jay Allen was there. Oh yeah, um, I saw them on Jana. Who else? I know I'm gonna forget somebody. <laughs> Aisha was there. <laughs> Who else was there? Ah, uh, Sierra Monet. Um, ah, uh, I'm gonna forget somebody. But hey, you shout me out. I think Young Sai was there. I'm not sure, but uh, saw a bunch of um, Crawford Broadcasting people, minus cool. the Oz man, were in the building, though. Cool. Um, yeah, weekend was pretty good. Um, I did my, work on my mixes. Like, oh, yeah, I was you did doing that. That's why yeah. I didn't have time to put together a, a satisfactory costume. Cause <laughs> I don't want to go to that shit if I don't have my costume right because... You know, you get distracted. I was, like, focused on getting the mix done. So mm-hmm. by the time I finished that, it was too late to go finish putting my costume together. I said, ah, fuck it. <laughs> well, the thing that I saw, like, pre uh, this weekend, like, you know, the Janet Jackson concert was Thursday here. Oh, everybody was there. And then my, it seems like my whole damn timeline went. I'm like, uh, I was like, okay, why everybody didn't I Everybody I know except me <laughs> my was whole there. Time, yeah, except me. My whole timeline was going crazy. And then even on Friday, the Legends concert, a lot of people I know. Well, Monica at that and Busta Rhymes. Yeah, and Brandy. Busta Rhymes been hustling. Yeah. He just did um, Power 105 in New York show. Mm. He came out um, with DJ Envy at that one. Oh. It was like a day before he was in Chicago. Yeah. So Busta Rhymes putting the miles yeah, in. Miles <laughs> in. Yeah, he went from New York and then was in Chicago like a day later. It's crazy, man. Him. Can't knock the hustle. Mm-hmm. Old then, man Busta. I always root for the old rappers because I'm the old dude now. So. <laughs> the old rappers. I'm always like when I see the old rappers like have success, I always root for them. But just seeing that all the people that went. And then my Saturday was kind of mild. I just kind of chilled out. And um, we had actually picked up a costume for Ariana because her school was, um, they want to do like a, they call it a harvest fest, you know, or whatever. And mm-hmm. they're going to have the kids like dress up in their costumes on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So we went and bought her little costume. She's going to be Supergirl or whatever. It's a cute mm-hmm. little costume. And then afterwards we went to um, Red Robin. And when we went yum. to, yum. And when we went to Red Robin, you know, it was just regular stuff. You know, we, they sat us at a small table because it was kind of crowded in there. So then we just sat down. We thought, oh, this is fine then. Marcus and I were just talking, regular talk. 
you know, waiting for our food. And it was an older couple that was sitting next to us. And, you know, I said we didn't even, like, engage them. I mean, but they were just, like, an older, sweet-looking couple. They were just sitting there eating their food, and we were sitting there eating our food once it came. So then at the end of the night when, um, you know, Marcus was like, yeah, can we get the check, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the waitress was like, oh, um, the couple next to you already paid for your food. Mm. And we were like... Huh? Like we was like, what? And then she was like, and she was like, no. She was like, so she like, they already took care of your bill, so you're. She like, but you like anything else? She like, you're fine. And we were like, okay, but like we hadn't even like talked to them. I mean, we didn't even like talk to them or anything. But I mean, Marcus and I were trying to figure out. We like maybe they overheard some of our conversation we were saying, and Marcus was like, maybe they saw themselves in us Mm -hmm. when they were younger. He's like, I don't know. Like he's like, but whatever reason they. They paid it for it to us, and we were grateful for it. So be hey, right now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna let you in on and let the people in on a little bit. I probably talked to you about this already pre-podcast, mm-hmm. but right now I'm on the, um, the meal plan. I'm on a strict yes, diet. Yes, yes, yes. Getting my body right. Been hitting the gym yes. six days a week. And I know, I know. On a strict meal plan right now. I have um every now and then slip ups. Like um me and you went out last Saturday, and then um oh yeah. Not, I think, was it Friday, I took my mom out to eat. So, um, other than that, but other than that, I've been, like, meal prepping Straight and all that. Up, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, chicken breast, salmon, brown rice, broccoli. Like, literally every day, every that's day. what I've been eating. Like, <laughs> like, a combination of those foods. Of those. And then, of course, I always kick the day off with my oatmeal and all of that. Mm-hmm. Have my coffee. I drink a your, shit ton of coffee. You get yeah. your quinoa in. I'm trying to get some quinoa in my yeah, diet. I got to I got have yeah. some. I just haven't. Maybe I'll squeeze that in. I do mm-hmm. have some at the house. What about though. avocado? Avocado, of course. Yeah, avocado is a good one. It's a gross food. Raw it's almonds is my snack. Now. Oh, yeah. Raw almonds are a good yes. snack. They're a very good snack. Lots of protein in it. Trying to get it right, though. Yeah. Okay. I'm already okay. working. I'm working on my beach body right now for summer 2018. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be doped then. Right. I'm already on it. I'm on the plan. Right. I'm proud of you. So I just track my progress. I yeah. know because like we talked about it. So, I mean, I'm sure we're going to put it out later so you can follow Oz on his social media and check out his progress with his, uh, you know, Get Oz Right for 2018, right? Yeah. Maybe that's a hashtag, <laughs> Get Oz Right for 2018. <laughs> get right, I like that. Get right, get tight. <laughs> Oh, let's get into the meat of this. Oh, uh, yes, yes. I got to kick it off. First of all, congratulations going out to Cardi B. Cardi B. Cardi B and Offset got engaged. Did you see the engagement video? I saw it. She was doing a show. Her and um, Migos, they were doing the show. Shout out Cardi B and Migos. They got the new um joint out that I kicked off in my mix that I was working oh. on Saturday night. Is um hmm. Migos, Cardi B, and Nicki Minaj, dope lineup. Uh-oh. It's called Motorsport. I actually played that the first song in the mix. Okay, I'm gonna check and it then, out. Then, um, I'm gonna check it out. Definitely. Cardi was doing her thing. Migos on stage, and then um, Offset. He just dropped down to one knee. I saw it. Pulled the ring out. Cardi lost it. Ah! She almost took the hair off and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Cardi lost her shit because he that's, totally caught it off guard with that a one. Bitch snatched my wig. Yeah. <laughs> her, her, the wig almost went flying during that show. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was really dope. Aww. Yeah, and they were doing the show live in Philadelphia. But the funny part is, um, Quavo was still doing the typical Migo um ad libs in the background. Yeah, say yes. It's like, like you could hear him on the auto tune. Like Quavo still being Quavo even during the engagement. Well, your friends are ignorant and <laughs> he they still just can't stop. <laughs> yeah, he still was doing. He was still being Migos like even during that moment. But they had the craziest week ever because you remember, like just six days ago. 
they had broke up and then got back together like 15 minutes later or some shit like that. So I guess Offset said, fuck that. I'm not losing her again. Put the ring on it. Yeah, Offset <laughs> said, fuck that. But I saw the ring. Cardi's a keeper. Did you see the I've ring? I've been following, yeah, it's eight carats. Yeah, I said, did you eight see the carrots, ring? I was like, dude. ooh. Mm. That, that was a big ass rock. Cardi I was like, oh. B is having the best year ever. Just she think is. about where she was like not even six months ago yeah. and where she's at now. I think we're witnessing, um, I think 2018 is going to be the year of Cardi B and Migos, I'm calling it now. Okay. They're going to run hip-hop 2018. Like, just smart. remember where you heard it first. Go, girl. Do your they thing. They're going to, um, it's going to be huge for those. That, that, um, pocket right there. They're not going to be like Jay-Z and Beyonce huge, but they're going to, they're going to make some noise. They're going to make some noise, yeah. Cardi and Migos, they're gonna make I some believe. Noise. Congrats going out to Congratulations, Cardi B mm-hmm. and Offset. We wish you guys the best. Yeah. We wish you the best. And from engagements to divorce. Eesh. Tamar and Vince. Mm. I kind of saw this one coming. But can we say that we are, are we thoroughly shocked? Mm. Like, are we really that shocked? Because if you've ever mm. watched snippets of um their reality show, like, yeah, Tamar, Tamar is and very, Vince mm. she's very, like, I'm Tamar. And she's, like, real, mm. like, some of her stuff is abrasive. She can be real, just, I mean, whew. It's like, um... Jeez. You can see a change, like, in them since they had their son. Like, it's been, yeah, um... because their son is four, Logan. You can kind of yeah. tell that, um, that's what, like... They don't seem like the same couple. And you know, like, that happens sometimes when, like, people have babies. And then, yeah. like, the woman, she's not herself and all that shit. You do change because yeah. it's like, uh, instead of, like, you're spreading your love to each other, now you got to spread love to another person. Mm-hmm. And then the more so children that you... Instead of getting the 100% spread, now, you're getting 50 or, And then like, the more children that you yeah, have, you have now to... Now you got to spend, like, 20 Five is spread it spreads it thinner, yeah. You do, mm-hmm. but you guys have to work together as a couple. You guys should still be evolving together mm. as a couple. But another thing that Marcus and I actually talked about, he was like, The reason why they break it, he said, Because Vince ain't fat no more. And that's what Marcus <laughs> said. He was like, This ain't fat no more. Vince got bitches, no, not baby. that, but no, but Vince <laughs> that's lost where my mind went. <laughs> no, Vince lost the weight, so it's like when you lose the weight. It's like Vince has a different level of confidence. You get a so different like, level of swagger. Like, I know. I was almost a 300-pound dude at one like, point. He's like, chick, you know, you better have a seat chair. I ain't got to put up with your bullshit, you know. When like, you I first lost drop some weight, you, you do start feeling yourself You start yourself feeling yourself. Bit. Exactly. I know. I was there. Because, like, their whole shtick when they first got together, because let's be honest, um... Well, Tamar, before she started messing with her face and doing different stuff, Tamar, she was a beautiful woman. She was. And, mm-hmm. you know, when they first got together, okay, obviously Vince, he was... Not a looker per se, but I mean, he seemed like a nice guy. They met through her sister Tony because yeah. Vince was on um, working with Tony. Yeah, he was a nice guy yeah, and he and, had a um, lot of money. Tamar was around and then he made his move. He said, hey, what's your sister's and story? And he had you a know? lot of money. Yeah. He was a nice guy with mm-hmm. a lot of money. Yeah. So, I mean, so that was a whole, yeah, so, you know, it's deeper than that. I love him. I love him because it sounds like a good story. Like, yes, I don't see, um, I don't see the outside. I'm looking at the inside. But now that he's lost the outside and he's now feeling better about himself. his inside and he's kind of an asshole. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I don't have inside. to put up with your bullshit. <laughs> like, you need to have a seat, girl. Like, lady, <laughs> like, you better cool out. Mm. But, I mean, anytime a couple decides to end their marriage, it is... Um, Sucks. Especially when you have a child involved. And they've been married like nine years or something. Yeah, they've been married, and then That's obviously nice they've been amount. they've yeah. been together they longer than they like were dating around like early 2000s, oh, like 2002, 2003. Like that, yeah. But they've been married nine years, 
And obviously, when a couple ends, decides to end their marriage, if you have a child, you really have to do what is best for your child. Like, just because you guys didn't make it as a couple, like, okay, somebody could have been a bad husband or a bad wife or whatever. I'm not saying that either one of them were. That's not what I'm saying. It's just not good together, but, but you got to do what's best for your child. You have to put aside your differences. Like, I hate to see the pettiness that goes on. Like, when people don't put their children, especially, like, he's so young. He's only four, their son. Yeah. He's a child. He's a baby. He's very impressionable. He's very young. Yeah. So if y'all are shitheads, guess what? Y'all yeah. raise a little shitheads. And then don't do not do the bad mouth. And don't, like, I don't like when parents, like, bad mouth the other parent from the child. And don't do not do that. Like, let's let's take the high road. Like, let's, well, even though this was a movie, I liked, take um. The, take the high road. Yeah. Furious and Angela Bassett's yeah. characters in Boys in the Hood. How the they co-parented they their son. I like that and shit. That would be like an ideal, like if I was to say like ideally. Here's, here's my theory about how those characters, like Furious was just too woke for her. He, <laughs> was, he was woke. So she was like, <laughs> I, I can't take this shit. She bounced and shit. He was woke and she wasn't ready for the mm-hmm. wokeness. Cause Furious was talking about a lot of the shit that's going on now back then. Yeah, like the gentrification, gentrification and all yeah. that. Because he like... Because they still lived in the hood. Mm-hmm. You saw what she did. She got the fuck out. She got out. out the hood. That's why she's like, I'm not living here. She did like which a lot of blacks do. Like when they get some money, they leave. They Furious leave. was like, no, nah, we're going to build up our neighborhood. That's what Furious was mm-hmm. on. They just had different approaches. I think that's what bro used to And then stuff with the police, like uh, he knew about like, the whole police thing. Like mm-hmm. when he had like the run in with the cop at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm. But Tamar and Vince. Mm. Because they said she's already making demands. They said that she's uh, demanding full custody. And I'm like, like, the only way that I would be like, somebody should be full custody. Like, I mean, if the person was just so awful, like, let's say, like, they're... They're a piece of shit. If they're, like, a drug addict or, like, like if they, like, are just, like, a hurtful person, like, they're really abusive. Like, it has to be Mm -hmm. something extreme. It just can't be like, oh, well, we didn't work out as a couple, so... I'm gonna have full custody and keep you from your kid. So if you um raped or murdered somebody, you shouldn't be able to like no. have to see your kid. It's no. like, like that stuff it has to be extreme. Yeah, it has like to be that, extreme though, circumstances. Yeah. But if it's just like we didn't work as a couple, mm. like why are you keeping him from his kid? And Vince um, might be the primary breadwinner. I don't know what their star. I know Tamar. She got a little money now, but I don't know their financial. Yeah, so I don't know their financial he, um, now. He still might be the one in a better financial yeah. position. So. He have that leg to stand on. Like I'm better able to take care of the kid than that bitch. He might have that to mm-hmm. stand on. But they is getting, mm. it's going to get a little messy. So Tamar, Vince, like hopefully you guys can reconcile. Because I mean, just because somebody filed, like it's been couples that have filed and then they caught off their divorce later. Like um, Carmelo and Lala, they're still um together. They're still trying to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. I know they filed, but they're still married right now, so yeah. I don't know what their story is. They're still trying to figure it out. Still, mm-hmm. I think that's where they're at. Mm. Like they're not, you know, they're not making, they're not saying yay or nay. They with just their haven't feelings. said shit. And Ty and Ti, they're still like their that's situation another is complicated. One, yeah. yeah, they remind me of Carmelo and Lala. Mm-hmm. Like their journey is like that too. Because like once you've been with somebody that long, they've been together like fifteen years. You've been with somebody that long, y'all together. That's your pussy. And then Ty and Ti, they got like six, seven kids together. It's like y'all the family hustle, right? Y'all are y'all the family hustle. Y'all now. just need to stay together. <laughs> At that point, you just need to stay together. But uh, if you want to stay in the divorce and the split absolutely, still, I got one. Um, I was talking about. I want to talk about Mary J and Kendu. That's who I was leaning towards. Yeah, <laughs> Kendu. 
One one friend. Can do um shout out of course like Donkey of the Day um on the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne gave him Donkey of the Day about um he's suing Mary J. Blige for making small one, songs about their divorce. One phrase that I have to say about him. Really, nigga? Mm. Really? Re- okay. Time out. Um, he's already getting and the court already ordered. Oh, uh, he got getting, um, a ton of spousal support. He's getting $30,000 a month. A ton of spousal support. Okay, yeah. 30000 30 times 12, that's $360,000 a year. There's a whole lot of people that don't even make 30000 a year. A lot of people don't make 30000 a year. a month and shit. So, like, if you just take two months, 60000 like that's like, that's above middle class. Yeah. 60000 is higher than that's middle higher class. That's higher than the median income that's higher than the for the United class. States. Because the median income is, like, 46000 or something mm-hmm. like that. Like upper forties, I think so is yeah, a yeah. Higher than like most um, people, like just two months salary. Yeah, two months yeah. of your uh, most, spousal support. More than the average person makes all year. But then this fool, this clown, going to say, "I think I should get sixty five thousand dollars." Nigga, mm. what? Mm. You think you should get sixty five thousand dollars a month? So now he's trying to get a more month? spousal support, but he's also like trying to sue her about the red, the music and shit. Too. Yeah, because I uh, she he's had like, you talking about me like no shit, motherfucker. No Y'all shit. are married. <laughs> yeah, it's and um, it's not just remember these are not just it's not just your life. It's it's, it's her life too. Right, she's talking about her life. Her life, and so Mary she's, is she's always talking. To about Mary is always the second about album her life. called My, My life. life. Mary has also been Mary has always been very candid about. Her struggles with love and relationships, like she's always talking about. Way back to the KC, to the KC days. days, crackhead KC. Oh yeah, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> she always talked about that, and that's what I feel makes a good artist. Like when you can put your personal, wear your heart on your sleeve. Like those, mm-hmm. like the best records, like Daniel Jones, "Where I Want to Be." That was a personal thing he was going through yeah. at the time. Dave Hollister, uh, woman, one, one woman, woman and man. man. That was a personal story he was going through, and these are why is the reason why these are their best songs a lot of yeah. times. Because when you have that personal, personal, and you're putting your heart out there, you're like wearing it on your sleeve, and you're putting that out there. People can feel it. They can feel you. Like John B. They don't know um, that was a personal song. Robin Thicke, um, Lost, Lost Without, Without You. you. That was a personal. Ex-wife. Yeah. yeah. You can feel that, and you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh shit!" You know, and then like, yeah, as you a- made a whole nother the Paula thing. That's a whole nother story. We won't talk about that right now. That was now. a fail. <laughs> that was an epic fail. What a tool. Yeah, that was a fail. <laughs> but I mean, of course, like you're gonna put out your personal stuff. I agree, because even on we have a podcast. We don't even putting out music. I tell personal shit all the yeah, time. Yeah, we do. Everybody knows about my ex fiance. Like, I, I talk mm-hmm. about personal. You talk about Marcus and Ariana. Yeah, like, you talk, you, you about, talk about shit that's going on in, in your, your world. It's your life. It's yeah, your so life. You're allowed to talk about it, and it shows that you're a human. You're not robotic. Like we we um go, we drive on emotion. Humans, we do. Yeah, you can't so, just pretend something didn't happen because they got divorced. But it's he's like, a bum, though. He yeah, can do. Fuck he's you, a bum. Kendu. He's a bum. Fuck you, can do. Because like, first of all, like when they first got divorced, then he gonna try and get um up for like his first of all those aren't even her kids those are her stepkids and they grown as hell so he's mm-hmm. trying to still get money for them and then he's still trying to get money for his parents it's like those ain't even her in-laws no more it's like you trying to get all this money for these grown-ass people who are trying mm-hmm. to live off of mary it's like you guys need to fall back mm-hmm. once your marriage ended to mary then that money ended to the rest of your extended family yeah. like Real chris talk. rock said and bring the pain is Real like talk. what about spousal support 
It's like, yeah, I'm accustomed to a certain lifestyle. It's like, if you're in a restaurant, <laughs> you're accustomed to eating a steak, but if you leave, they don't owe you a steak. It's they like, know. If you they leave know. the restaurant, it's over. It's over. <laughs> they don't have to like give you a steak. You're accustomed while you're in there eating. <laughs> you leave, you're not accustomed to shit. Like, it's over. Like Chris Rock, shout out Chris Rock, bring the pain, one of the top five stand-ups mm-hmm. ever. <laughs> and he talked about that. That was like 20 years ago he was talking I about that shit. I feel that just, I mean, not, I know it's, it's going to come off like, well, I'm being double stare, But I mean, I don't like when women do it. So you know I definitely don't like when a man tries to do it. Oh, you're a pussy if you're a man. Yeah, if a man tries I'll to say live it. off you of You might his, not want to say it. If a man you're tries a to bitch-ass live- nigga if you do that. <laughs> Living off of your shit like this. Because I've always wanted the type of man to pull my own weight. Never yeah. lived off a woman in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always had my own and shit. So yeah. if you do that, you're a bitch ass nigga. And like, I don't apologize for like that. Like, you're a bum to do that. Like, Fuck you. <laughs> like I said, I don't like when women do it. Like, I'm not making it be okay. Like, yeah, it's whack woman. as hell when women yeah, do it. Yeah, it's whack, but. You're a pussy if you're a man and you do that. But a lot of times, women, it's like, okay, like, you did give birth to his children. So, like, once you've given birth, it's kind of like, eh, like, you know, you do have a shaky leg to stand mm-hmm. on once you've given birth because. It's a process. Like pregnancy and childbirth is a it's an experience that you can't put And a just the way on. that roles have been defined throughout history is yeah. like for years women did they were in the house all day. Yeah. They didn't even leave the house and shit. They, mm-hmm. their job was at home homemaker mm-hmm. was a career. Like I remember for decades. Uh, an old phrase that they used to say, um, they said that women, okay, back in like the earlier times, like, you know, the fifties, sixties, whatever, they said women would you know finish high school, go to college for to one year, husband, yeah. and get your MRS, mm-hmm. get your missus. That's what yeah. you would go to college for to get your MRS, and that's what it would we, be. We got family members that did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, like one of our aunts, I think, went like a fucking semester or yeah, something she went like for that. A yeah, semester or a year. Yeah. yeah, I don't even think it was a year. Mm-hmm. She met her husband and never looked back. I yeah. think so. Yeah, and she married. But she's him. from that era, that yeah. um, older old school era. Old school era. Yeah, where you. You know, you get married and then you start your family and you're a good wife and you take care of your home. You do home-cooked meals every night. House is spotless, like yeah. all of that. But it's like in today's reality, it's like you need two incomes to survive because it's so fucking it's high. Too high. <laughs> like our income has gone up some, but the cost of living has like... Like unless some of the guys has got crazy money and yeah. shit, like most time couples have both have to work mm-hmm. these days. Because even if you make a decent income, like even if you make like near six figures, which is a that's a when good I say income. Crazy, I'm talking but, about like no, half a million. No, crazy. I'm saying, no, I'm saying even if you make, I'm saying even if you make like near <laughs> six figures, you still have to live modestly. Mm-hmm. If only if it's not, if that's the only income coming in, mm-hmm. so you can't be doing, you can't be, you know, you know, tricking off, you can't money, be tricking off money. Like you buying still, bags every week. And yeah, shit. you still have to do live modestly. Like you can live modestly off of eighty thousand dollars a year if that's the only income coming in. If you have mm-hmm. a family of three, family of four, you can live off of that, but you still have to live modestly mm-hmm. for it. You do, but but apparently, um, they're um in serious debt. Their estate, Mary J and Ken do is mm-hmm. like um. So the community estate is worth negative um, oh eleven God. million, <laughs> oh my God. and most of that is IRS money. You know the IRS is gonna get theirs, and yeah. Mary says that uh, hey, we're gonna let him off the hook for the low, low price of six million dollars. Is according <laughs> to TMZ right here. <laughs> so she said, hey, so we can just I'll take care of that shit for the for the six million dollar price. So hmm. pretty sure he's not gonna cough that up. He's a shithead. <laughs> Oh, and guess what that means? Mary's getting a DM from me as well, too. So, uh, yeah, so fuck you can do. The come up is real. <laughs> so if you get a uh, DM, Mary J. Mm-hmm. Blige. 
Because yeah. I was, like liked you back um, during real love, like Biggie. <laughs> yeah, real what's the four one one? Yeah, was that um. Dreams of fucking yeah. R&B, <laughs> you know, bitch, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and what about the, the jeans? They feel like a glove. I had a crush on you since real love. love. That was me. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Except I ain't fat and black, though, but that was me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I was big and cocky. <laughs> my eye doesn't look that way and shit. <laughs> it's oh not gosh. another damn podcast. <laughs> we, oh we let loose on this motherfucker. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> No holding back, yeah. Oh my God. Shout out Wayne Wonder. No holding back on this motherfucker. Since she opened up the door about Big, uh, affiliate, oh. affiliate person who did saw with Big back in the day, R. Kelly. Kells! <laughs> Fuck uh, you, R. Kelly. Fucking you tonight. He did that with yes. Big. Okay. And um, they did Be Happy as I well, too. They did a couple of joints back in the 90s. R. Kelly and Big had. I think those were the only two they did. If my his others, I don't remember. Did you see the Rolling Stone story that came out about oh, his ex girlfriend? I saw that story, but you fill in, fill in the details. Well, like I skimmed the story because I'm done with R. Kelly, so I didn't even want to read, read all it, of it. I read it and it was a I long. And skimmed. I was it like, was a long read. Like fuck, it, fuck you, R. Kelly. It took about like twelve minutes to read it because it was a long read because you had to keep on scrolling, 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 scrolling your phone up. Before we it get into that, read. I gotta tell my R. Kelly story. I don't know if I've ever told this on the podcast, but I've told this to people like off the air before. I was doing my show Oz Radio on Power ninety two. Okay. And during the time, um, R. Kelly's song "Flirt" was out. You know that song where he's talking oh, yeah. about, I'm yeah, a flirt. he's talking about, yeah, like don't he bring your chick around here. Yeah, I'm gonna take, yeah, he stole Bow Wow's song, <laughs> and in the and in the song, he's talking about stealing guys' chicks. Right. He's like, yeah, don't bring your chick around here, cause I might take your chick and shit. Yeah. And which then, is some um, real shit, cause that does happen. Like that happens all the yeah, time. Yeah, guys. If your chick is whack and you whack, then, you know, she'll go off with the bad dude. Yeah, like, these hoes ain't loyal. Yeah, they just got rich. Took a broke nigga, bitch. That's what Chris yeah. Brown was talking about that in that one. But yeah. R. Kelly and Flirt, he was talking about that. You know, me being a radio personality, I had fun with it. I said, Chi-Town, don't play that shit. I was like, you might get your ass kicked, Kelly. Yeah. You take somebody's chick, yeah, around side, these parts. South, yeah, like, yeah. South side, you know, yeah. And then, so, an R. Kelly stand called the show right after I said that. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you know where I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. <laughs> Hey, don't be a hater, yeah. Like, I don't hate the player, I hate the game. He basically say like I was talking about myself, which I wasn't. I was just be, being a radio jock. Yeah, you just, just talking about hey, doing Kels, your job. You, you yeah, watch out, you might get your ass kicked. You mess with some of these dudes out here in these streets, chicks. That's right. What, and he said like R. He's saying like R. Kelly. R. Kelly didn't take my tank did. That's another story though. But yeah, R. <laughs> Kelly um did, never took one of mine, and, and uh, the reason is why I'm about to say what I said to the stand. So first of all, R. Kelly would never talk to one of my chicks because I like grown women. Like live Damn. on the air and shit. Damn. Yeah, when you said that, I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> oh Apparently, my. somebody from R. Kelly's camp was listening because um, I got a call a few minutes later from one of my coworkers. Uh, should I even say his name and shit? No. Okay, yeah, no he's a famous DJ at Power ninety two, so you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I can say yeah without yeah, okay. saying his name. He's the most famous DJ on Power ninety two right now. <laughs> And uh, I will say, man, my music director, they both called me separately and said, oh, don't talk about Car Kelly. Yeah, Kel's Kel, people just called me. That's what the DJ said. Mm-hmm. And then they said, like, uh, I got the um, call from the said, like, oh, don't say anything negative about R. Kelly, I guess, like this um, fucking person talking about. But see, this is not another damn podcast. Mm-hmm. So ain't no calls coming on this ain't motherfucker. No so <laughs> fuck you, R. Kelly. <laughs> Pedophilia. <laughs> Kidnapping, 
whatever the fuck he did. Like, fuck you, Kells. Fifty like, Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Kells. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Kells. Maybe we call this episode that. We talk about a lot of shit, but that's funny though. Fifty Shades. Because we ironically, I did. We did watch Fifty Shades Darker last night. I haven't Marcus watched said. it yet. We watched it. Like it's on demand. We watched did it. Did it suck more than the original? <laughs> it was more of a thriller. Like okay. it was more like because it was a lot of like extra shit going on. We was like, I know they didn't have that banger from the weekend. So nah, that was the weekend was not. Guy earned it. Yeah, have that banger. Because <laughs> so. Marcus was like, "Wait, what the hell is going?" Because he never saw Fifty Shades of Grey. He never saw the first one. So 50 I was tired of feeling it. That pussy like Hulk Hogan. And oh, you don't like, know um, Yachty. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dope line. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey beat that pussy like Hulk Hogan. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a sh- it was a part of Fifty Shades Darker when I was watching it, and then I thought about this R. Kelly article because um. All right, yeah. So I young- want a whole tangent about. <laughs> I want to get my R. Kelly story out. So I'm fuck that. I'm getting it out on this podcast. This young lady. Fuck Kells. She was a radio DJ, and um, the difference is is that. And people kept on saying she was a grown ass woman. She was, but it still doesn't matter. Like if somebody he's still a human trafficker and a, and a fucking. If predator. you're abusing somebody, abuse is a mental thing. Like once somebody has you mentally, mm-hmm. they can control your every move. Yeah, they can. Once somebody has you, they can control you. That's what the, um, the Willie Lynch letters were about right. back in the it's day. It's about control. Slavery. Yeah, it's like we can control their bodies for a limited time, but we control these Negroes' minds. minds we forever. got them forever. You got and, Forever. It's still a lot of mental slavery in 2017 yeah, now. Absolutely. Even. A lot of it. But, One story uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit later as far as like um, an example of some mental slavery. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know we're yeah. going to touch on that. But um, Kitty Jones, um, that was her name. She was a DJ. I think that she was in Dallas at the time. And she was like, you know, she was she was like, I used to be an R. Kelly stan. Like, you know, even like through the child molestation thing, like she defended him and this and that. So hey. then... Before you get into that, I got to one more R. Kelly jab. I got to take, you know, R. Kelly in the public announcement got that vibe. Yeah. Listen to the end of that record when oh, he's yeah. shouting out all the girls. It's like, like, Nima got that. Tamika got, got that. It. He says, Little Cute Aaliyah's got that little, vibe. Little Cute Aaliyah's got that vibe. Little Cute got the vibe. And, and I'm, I looked, I did the timeline. Vibe came out in 1991. Aaliyah was, was born 12. in 1979. She was, she was 12. She was 12 years old. He's talking about little. So he's, he's looking at her ass and all that shit at 12. Like, mm, like she, she'll get it. She was 12. For him to say that, he had to have been checking her out. Mm-hmm. He might have even messed with her by the end. Because Aaliyah I don't know. was like my age. Like we were in the same age. She was a little bit older yeah. than me, but we were in the same age group. And she 79, was 12. And that song came out in 91. Yeah, she was 12. He's, he's saying a little 12 year old would get it, basically. A she little 12 year old has that vibe. A little cute Aaliyah's got that vibe. Listen to the fucking record. It I'm is. not making it's this shit there. up. Like, Go on YouTube right now and find shit. Find it. Find Vibe and listen to the end of the record. The album version. Don't do the, the radio version. because like the radio, it fades yeah, they've, out. They've edited they it now because it, yeah. um, cause after the scandal and shit, I guess when the tape came yeah. out and all that, like it's edited versions of Vibe. But the first time I noticed it was on my Spotify because I had the best of R. Kelly on my Spotify. And then, I have that fucking album. And then like, uh, they had all the album versions on the best of R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to Vibe. I'm jamming. And then I was listening. Little kill and then when I heard that, that I, 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 well, so I rewound it. I was like, wait, I said, did I just... I was like, she was 12 and ew. I was yeah. like, she was 12 then. I'm done ew. with R. Kelly. Fuck him. Ew. All right, she continue the story about okay. the young lady from Dallas. But the yeah, DJ. Kitty Jones, that was her name. 
And, uh, you know, she was like, she was like a big R. Kelly fan. You know, she defended him and everything. So then when she did get her moment. I was an R. Kelly fan too. Kenwood Bronco. Bronco yeah. Fellow Bronco. And, you know, like, you know, Chicago, we support our own. Absolutely. South side. We support. South side Chicago. We support our own. But Chicago. now, fuck R. Kelly. Now it's, um, Kenwood is all about Nazi Muhammad and me. Fuck, <laughs> fuck <Kels and> <laughs> There's others, but I just yeah. had to throw those out. <laughs> but um, she. She was like, when she finally got her moment, and then she met R. Kelly. And like I said, this is just a quick synopsis, because it was a really long read. But um, when she met him, and then, you know, then she was like, you know, he was cool or whatever. And then eventually they started hanging out. One thing led to another. They started, you know... You know, she like, even like the first time I did, she like they only he had, did. He had her on all fours eating her ass. No, like, like the she one was, girl in the video. She was like they only did oral sex like the first time. Then you know she like oh he's a he's taking right. his time with me. And then you know then she like hey, fell pe- for him. People think Janae Aiko popularized that shit. R. Kelly's he's been eating like, ass since, since, the, since the nineties. R. Kelly was eating ass and shit. Ew. He started it then. Ew. He saw the tape. I know. He had I, a girl on all fours. And I didn't he's see like, the tape, but I saw that. Full face the, buried in her asshole. I saw the still photo that, because somebody posted it, and I was like, my mouth just dropped. That's why I'm just painting the picture for people that didn't yeah, see it. I the saw girl the still is on photo. all fours. He got his and entire his face, face buried, buried in, it, in this and girl's. I'm like, for like 20 minutes, he was eating her asshole. <laughs> but he's into that. And then the girl was saying that first when they started dating, because she dated him for two years between 2011 and 2013. Mm-hmm. And she said at first it was fun because like during that time he was on tour or something. So then they even had part of the tour where they brought her on stage or whatever, mm-hmm. and like they had like he like took her in a cage with him, and then they dropped the sheet down, and you know he like simulated oral sex on her on the stage, and then like when they dropped on stage, man. no, well he simulated oral sex on her, and then when they dropped the and then when they dropped the sheet, then she was like laid out past out like oh my god like that like that was like, like a simulation yeah that was like a simulation it. for like the show or whatever. But then, uh, also, but then like later he she said that she started getting like the control thing because like. He had her in his condo at Trump Tower, and then eventually, like at the one out in the suburbs, his house out there, because you know he had a different property. Yeah, the one that got foreclosed. Though. Yeah, because uh, she left um, Dallas to be with him or wherever. She left her. Then yeah, she quit her job because she was at the rich. She did all that, and she moved mm. to Chicago and. Just yeah, I didn't left. read this whole story. Yeah, so I she left. It, but I'm, yeah, I'm she so left. over R. Kelly. Yeah, I she said, left. I, don't, I can't read another story about and this fucking dude. And then she said that once she got. Alone, like, you know, like, just like I'm done with the Harvey Weinstein story, so yeah. it's, it's a, I'm I'm tired of seeing them. They they mm-hmm. still coming out, but continue with this R. Kelly. She said shit. once she got with him, she said that you know like, abuse started happening. You know, she was like he physically abused her, he mentally abused her, and then at one point she was like, uh, once he like felt like he was comfortable to really show his Christian gray side or whatever, because I was like this was very like I mean spoiler alert for Fifty Shades Darker. This was very Fifty Shades darker. Like uh, he said at one point, how he Christian grade this broad. Yeah, okay, because like this is what she said happened. She said that um, he brought a girl in the bedroom. Mm. Like I said, Christian Grey didn't do this in the movie, but it was one part in the movie where like he told the girl to kneel in Fifty Shades Darker, and she kneeled and got down and mm. kneeled for him, and he like patted her head like a dog. Mm. So he had like that much control over her, but R. Kelly. What the girl said happened, um, and there she was like, the girl came in the room, and then she was like walking on all four, and he told the girl to go over there and eat her out. 
And then, like, he was saying, like, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, like, I tamed this bitch or something he said she said. So, like, he similar had her, to, like, um, except, he had she her was, trained. except she was drunk. It was, like, in the Players Club when the rich billionaire gave Ronnie the money the to money, yeah. diamond out. <laughs> yeah. Like that, yeah. But R. Kelly was, like, he had, like, you know, like, so, like, that's what he was, like, he was waiting to show the girl Kitty his other side. So, like, he had, like, all these girls that, like, he had groomed from, like, a young age that he had groomed from a young time. So, like, mm-hmm. now, like, he has so much control over them that, like, they would be sleeping with each other, these girls. And Kelly's this and that. a fucking predator, so he had, man. Yeah, he had them in control. So, like, he would, like, make the girls, like, sleep together. And then, you know, he would, like, be jerking off while they'd be doing it. It was just, like, a lot of, like, just freaky, crazy shit when I was reading it. And then at one it's point... Crazy. I guess Kells is still younger than um, Harvey and Cosby. which, But it's crazy that R. Kelly seems to have been unfazed by any of this shit. Yeah. But when the stories came out with Cosby, he was done. And now Weinstein seems he's like done. he's on his way out the door his as wife well. Filed for the next day, Weinstein, literally. His wife was like, no. She said, I'm not Camille. I'm out. That she bitch said, I'm bounced. Out. She said, fuck she you, Harvey Weinstein. She said, I'm out. <laughs> that bitch got the fuck out of there. But um, but it's crazy that R. Kelly, yeah, he's still doing shows. It's like, uh-huh. He's like unfazed by and then the girl, He beat a fucking court case where yeah, the, video the video came video. out. Where he obviously was fucking a teenager. And then the girl said that uh, also, she said that like, you know, that he even like withheld food from her and stuff. So like she said that like, she showed pictures and you could see the the picture proof because it showed the picture of her from before. Like, you know, they got together and she like had like a nice, you know, curves. she was curves and stuff. And then when they show her, like, two years later, she was, like, skinny. You know, you could tell that she lost, like, 30 or 40 pounds. She had lost a significant amount mm-hmm. of weight. But she got skinny. And she said that, you know, food was withheld from her. You know, her phone was taken away from her. Because that's the first sign of uh, control. Oh, uh, yeah. Somebody they takes take your, your communication. Devices. Take your device. Take your phone yeah. away from somebody. Now well, we I saw, can't We even, saw get out and shit. Yeah. yeah and now they I can't communicate. Down in yeah, I can't communicate yeah. with the outside world. So it's like if I'm trying to mm-hmm. call. They kept unplugging his fucking yeah, charger. I'm yeah, I'm trying to call my allies. Mm-hmm. You know, she said she had to sneak a phone. Like, she had to, like, somebody had to, like, fax her a phone and throw it through the window or whatever. She had to sneak her it. phone. Yeah, they that. had to sneak it. And then she had to text her friend, like, please send me a pizza. I haven't ate. You know, like, he was like, it was crazy, like, the whole story. And I don't then, think this chick is making up. I don't think shit. she's making it up. I think R. Kelly's a piece of shit. And then the only way that she got away was because um, she, um, like I said, she was different than the other women because, like, she was um, a grown woman. And she was married before and divorced, and she had a son. Mm. But her son was, like, mostly living with her ex-husband because I think they were overseas. And then um, she said that how she was able to get away was, but she had to be careful with this. Like, she only just packed away stuff that looked like for the weekend. Mm. Because, like, she told, like, oh, yeah, I have to go see my son in Dallas. And he said, okay. Oh, she got the and fuck then she out just of took her, She just never came back. Smart She woman. left everything there. Like, she just only took away the stuff just what, to look like I'm on the weekend. Kitty Jones. Hey, shout out Kitty Jones. She's a smart said, woman. Yeah, because she said that that's the only way she got. Because if she would have did, like, too much looking like I'm trying to leave, then she would not have been able to get out. I know two girls that had R. Kelly stories. So. One I went to high school, which was, was the first girl that right, sued him. the first girl that settled out of court. So that's mm-hmm. why we didn't hear all the details on that. But, yeah, Tia Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Her name is out there, so I can put it out there. Yeah, her name is out there, yeah. And another chick, I went to Kennedy King. Um, her name was Noni. Like, she um had an R. Kelly story. Like, mm-hmm. back then, she was involved with R. Kelly. And she was, like, she was over 18, but still, though, she was... um Younger. A lot of this probably went on with it her. It probably did go on. I don't know whatever happened. She's, like fell off the scene now she she could have been one of those women in that house like mm-hmm. i don't know like she went just kind of vanished because she was studying radio that. just like myself at mm-hmm. the time of kennedy king and she kind of fell off the map after that and she went into extensive detail about what happened and 
Mm. Yeah, so then of course they're like R. Kelly's camp vehemently denies the ch- like yeah, I told this you, is R. Kelly's this camp is outlandish. Tried to silence me and shit. This is I outlandish. Said that, um, I like grown that. women and shit, and not unlike Kelly. But everybody shit. knows the story. Like I mean, he would be at Evergreen Plaza when that was open. He would be hanging around Evergreen the plaza. Evergreen Plaza, Rock and Roll McDonald's. Who, who hangs out at these spots? Right, teenagers. These are like young spots, yeah. Because yeah, they can't go to the spot, club, right. so they hang out like that's their album. Because the like, plaza was the spot when I was in high school back then. Yeah, and Rock and Roll McDonald's is like a twenty-four. Hours, yeah, like, a lot of kids that can't go to the club, they would go there they would and go hang out, yeah, house, hang yeah. out there in the parking lot and all that, like especially in the summertime. In the summertime, Our yeah, Kelly would be right there in that parking lot. Yeah, it's a fucking predator, man. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, yeah, very much so. Fuck Kells, he's telling you what he was on then and shit. My mind's telling, telling me no, no but my body's body telling, telling me yes. yes. I don't want to hurt nobody. <laughs> listen to this nigga's lyrics, man. I don't want to hurt nobody. Mm-hmm. So it just seems like you're ready to go all the way. Aren't grown women already ready? Who exactly. seems like they're ready? they're ready? An underage girl is like, you seem like you're you ready to like pop ready. that cherry. You seem like you're ready. Let me give you a little bit of culture. Yeah. And then the most, the most, the worst song that they did scrap off of the best of both worlds eventually, because like everybody had the bootleg uh, version. For, that, um, come to daddy. Come to daddy. Because <laughs> I had the bootleg version, yeah. but then like when the real version came out, then they scrapped that song. Jay Z thought it's too much money to leave on the table because he probably wanted to scrap the project, but um, they said we'll just take out the creepier shit. Because that song. Like me personally, I probably would have just said I would have tried to get the whole album junked and shit, you but it was too to much money come on the to table. Daddy. And that's another thing that Katie Jones said. She said that R. Kelly always said that he made the girls call him daddy. What person is going that. to make... Like, that is sick. That is like, creepy when... That's um, sick. Why am I calling you daddy? call you daddy is kind of You're creepy. not my daddy. It's a little creepy. You are not my daddy. I'm not calling no man daddy. No, yeah, you are I've not my daddy. I've never been comfortable with that because I've had chicks call me that. But it's always seemed a little creepy seems, when they call me that. Yeah, day. it seems very, very like, creepy. Nah, I don't like the way you said that shit. It didn't, it didn't sound right. <laughs> like, yeah. And you didn't even do the Steve Harley. You didn't even say big daddy. You just said daddy. Like that. Daddy. Yeah, daddy, give it to me. Oh, shut up, bitch. <laughs> I mean, like, it just don't sound right to me. I'm serious. He's a creep, though. R. Kelly's a fucking predator. He's a creep. Like, like it looks like, I think R. Kelly might be Teflon at this point, though. Yeah. Like I said, it's still, like, after all of this shit, he still seems unfazed. It's like, yeah, it doesn't some touch people him. are just Teflon and shit. It doesn't touch him, so... If you guys are through with R, are y'all through with R. Kelly? I mean, I say I think I'm done with R. Kelly. I think at this point, like just, I haven't played him since um the the big story broke a few. Yeah, months Yeah, and then ago. like when my um like when I, when I listen to my spot because it's still like some of his songs on my playlist. So then like when his song comes, then I just like I skip to the next song. I'm like yeah. skip, skip. And when I'm mixing after like pull myself back, I'm sometimes like, I put a song. Uh, might not it might not be um his song, but he's like 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 Fat Joe, Fat and, Joe uh, and the R like we thug like, and like, I like throwing that in my throwback mix uh, hip hop sets mm-hmm. and I have to forget I can't play this R. Kelly I can't play that shit mm-hmm. <laughs> and like some of the best of both world stuff too yes, like um, little body yaddy yaddy uh, just like I would throw that in my classic hip hop sets okay can't play that shit anymore yeah. it's like no but when I'm DJing I tend to be in the zone but I have to think more because of R. fucking Kelly yeah. so okay I can't play this song I can't just like be on autopilot like cause in my mind I just mm-hmm. I'm just in the mood right there I'm just feeling it but I can't all totally have to think about what I play too. It's like mm-hmm. I don't want to play no R. Kelly in this fucking set. But it is creepy. Like no matter how you try to divide it out, it's creepy. Mm. 
It is, and we need to acknowledge that. And then people like attacking her, saying, "Well, you knew what you got into, you know, and this Stands, and that." Stands, man. And it's like because he made "I Believe I Can Fly" or twelve he made 12 play. play. That was ninety four when twelve play came out. Or that he was made trapped in the closet and shit. Like they like, oh, that, he's a genius. Like yeah, artistically, musically, but musically, fuck him. like I've never said that musically he's dope. Musically he is, but him as a person, and he wrote a song for one, one of the most famous pedophiles of all time. You are you are not alone. <laughs> That's a whole other Michael Jackson, <laughs> another dude who was Teflon and shit too. Like, no matter how many stories came out about him, leave Michael alone. <laughs> so like that was like that. Oh, I love to have been in that studio session. Oh gosh, oh, you you take all the girls and I'll take the little boys. Okay, all right. Oh yeah, little, little Peter Lee has got that vibe. I can't. I like him over there. I can't. Little Gavin Ness. <laughs> on that note, I can't. <laughs> Moving on. What a studio session that <laughs> Moving was. Moving on. Moving on. I can't with you. <laughs> but we need to not be so... With women, like I said, I always said that about... When we said this about women last week, well, it's a reason why women don't come forward when yeah, things happen. Like, like the, all the Harvey Weinstein shit. Because when you do finally come forward, then people try to be like, well, well why didn't you say nothing the first time when it happened? You know, you a liar. It's like... Oh, you just trying to get money. No you know, one like, believes you. Even though, to the best of my knowledge, none of these women have asked have sued Harvey Weinstein for any money no. and shit, so they're not after money and shit. And it's like, and so, let's stop selling women to not dress sexy and not be... So let's tell men... That. Let's tell men keep, to stop... Keep your dick in your pants. Tell men to have some control of their bodies. Like, don't be a creep. I, mean, I love good-looking women. Yeah, I'm around attractive women all right. the time. But you don't have to, like, walk around with a hard dick just because somebody right. good-looking walks in the room. Have a little self-control. Every woman has had their bottom grabbed in public. I know I have, like, a guy... Sure you've had your ass smacked yeah, many times. At a club. Like, yeah. you know, you're trying to get through because it's so crowded. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you just grab my ass. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't take that to, like, get through. Well, I had to. It's like that, that yeah. When we got the fucking president saying it's okay to grab women by the pussy, yeah, and say, that's what's to stop the regular average Joe at a club? Like, yeah, president mm-hmm. says it's cool, so hell yeah, I'm gonna grab that ass. That guy who has like kiss it. you, and it's like, I don't know you, like, nigga, don't try mm-hmm. to kiss me, you know? It's like, I was talking about yeah. this with um some of my students, y'all, you like girls in the club, y'all are in your circle, mm-hmm. there's always that one random guy that like grinds his dick up against you, like. Y'all just like chilling and shit, like, you know, like having girl time. Like, mm-hmm. they, uh, and then the guy just he walks in, he just walks in, leading with his dick and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know that happened to me multiple times because, like, that's a, it's a reason why women we dance with each other in the club because guys are creeps. Mm-hmm. So we'll just I rather dance in my yeah. circle with my girls and dance like, with dick, a creepy dick guys. first. He's gonna walk by and, and just... walk by and just start <laughs> you know putting it up against you, and then you're like, mm. ugh. Didn't a knockoff Kevin Hart try to holler at you back before he got married? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and he led with his too. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. because he was so short, like his crotch was like in my kneecaps, and mm-hmm. that's a whole another story. It was just, oh my gosh. But um, it's not just like I said, we want to keep with the predator thing going. It's not just women. Um, did you see that Corey Feldman? I heard about wants that. To come out with I heard um, about releasing that. names because he said he has six names. Mm. Because that's one, a big thing in Hollywood, too, that people don't talk about. He says about. one person is still, like, a big shot. He says one person is still a big shot in Hollywood. Like the Harvey Weinstein thing opened up a lot of people's eyes, but the, the yeah. um, thing people don't think about is, like, it's a lot of um, predators out there as far as children. Children, A lot yeah. of these child, the child um, stars actors, are, like, yeah. exploited. Mm-hmm. It's like they're, like, like sexually, like, oh, they're exploited like a motherfucker mm-hmm. and shit, yeah. 
Like the Corey they because I mean, but he's been talking. About it. Corey Feldman has always. This is and, why Corey and like, Corey Hayne, especially they, like which is why Feldman mm-hmm. right now is on the outside looking in. He kind of got blackballed because he spoke out against this bullshit. Yeah, because he's been talked about. Like for years, he's remember back in the eighties and early nineties. Yeah. Corey Feldman was everywhere, and like now he probably he can't get booked to do a mm-hmm. fucking uh, TV a commercial now and shit. Right, because like he he spoke up and shit. Mm-hmm. So now he's on the outside looking in because he was because a huge child yeah. star. He was he huge. Said, this is some bullshit. Like, yeah. And he said that it was, like, directors and stuff, casting directors that, like, him and Corey Haim, like I said, rest in peace, Corey Haim. Yeah, the Haim, Corys, they were, like, huge Yeah, like they were uh, touched on. Mm-hmm. Like, he always said that, but people, like, tried to be like, oh, they're on drugs and this and that. Well, maybe they're on drugs because they're trying to cope with pain of, mm. like, dealing with being sexually assaulted. Yeah, if you're, like, 13 and somebody touches your dick, you you might want to get high. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to, like, forget the pain. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's why. So I mean, the things connect. I'm not saying that one thing makes it right. I'm doing. I'm not saying that, but there's a reason why a lot of um, child stars go crazy. Right. It's a reason behind it, and we need to address the root of why these kids are getting high, ODing, doing like you know having alcohol, drug problems. Like you shouldn't have a drug problem and alcohol problem at 15. Mm. Like you haven't even lived life long enough. Mm-hmm. You, you shouldn't be in rehab at 15. Right, because Drew pretty, Barrymore, yeah. that's what happened with her. Um, she was in rehab by yeah. 13 or 14, mm-hmm. I think. She was in rehab early. Lindsay Lohan, I'm pretty sure she probably going to have stories that come yeah. out years from now about shit that happened to her. Mm-hmm. Like, We're going to start hearing the stories. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we need to address them. But then, and then Corey even said that, uh, that he started receiving some death threats about it. Which I believe. Because there's a lot of big wigs. Yeah, because he, he said one Because he said one person in particular. Because yeah. he said one. And I want to know like who this one. Because he said he has six names. But he so said we're going to be watching Corey Feldman. Still, something happens to him something weird happens that we already know. know. We and already know. If he, if he mysteriously ODs all of or a sudden. Dies he, or dies yeah. under mysterious circumstances. And with him, they probably would make it a drug thing because of his past. Of his past, so, yeah. Oh, with Corey, yeah, he was found with a needle in his arm. Like, mm, like he, relapsed. And shit, yeah. Yeah, he relapsed. He <laughs> relapsed. It's like, but like, as far as I know, it seemed like he's been clean. He's been clean since the 90s. Yeah, as far he's as been as clean. Because yeah. he did a stint in jail. I think ever since he got out of jail, yeah. he never went back. Like, yeah. jail was his rehab and shit. Like, that Which happens, like, Todd Bridge, because he yeah. went to jail, too. So, uh, around then, the same time as Corey Feldman, ironically. Yeah, like he went like to jail like as Early well. 90s. And like to the best of my knowledge, time. he's been clean since yeah. then. Mm-hmm. You know, that was his wake-up moment. Like, okay, like, now I see some consequences behind my actions. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to make sure I get Prison right. is what fixed... That's what turned... Um, Detroit Red to Malcolm X. Yeah. I mean, he was wilding out here, he like, yeah, yeah. drugging and yeah, stealing. stealing. He, was, like, he was a wild motherfucker. He sat down in jail and shit, and then he came on Malcolm X. Yeah, Malcolm X. <laughs> Joined yes. the Nation of Islam. It, yeah. it cleared him it up. Cleared him up. Right away. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you do need to just sit still. It's like mm-hmm. um, it's like when you send your kids, like, go to your room. You just got to sit still. You sometimes sit still. get your mind right. Think about what you A did. lot of these people out here wild, and that's why sometimes prison can be a blessing to sometimes. You can get your mind right and shit. It's okay, I've been fucking up. Let me get my shit together. And that's what with Corey. He um mm-hmm. he been clean ever since the um early nineties, I wanna say. Speaking of prison. Uh oh. Inmates ran the prison. Mmm. I heard um Yeah, a lot of knees were taken during that. Mm. They said the Seahawks sat. The whole Seahawks team sat and they said all I saw the Houston Texans. All but taking ten knees. Texans didn't kneel. I saw the Texans taking yeah, knees. Yeah. All but ten of the players. And then like I said, the whole Seahawks, they sat. Mm. Inmates running the prison. Wow. This is what Texans owner Bob McNair said. We can't have inmates running the prison. Damn. The phrase is we can't have inmates running the asylum. That's mm-hmm. the actual phrase, but 
He, what, he he chose his words. Was that Freddie? Was that Freddie and Slip, or was that not a Freddie and Slip? He knew what the fuck he was doing. Exactly, prison. Mm. And your team, most of the NFL is black men, it's like eighty percent black. Black men. I'm just saying. <laughs> and what's the system in America with prison? How many of the systems? Well, it's just like the prison system's like eighty percent. Most of the prison is black. Like se- at least seventy percent of the prison is black. And just at like least at least seventy percent of the NFL, NFL is, is black. black. <laughs> the coalition there. It's like, um, yeah. It's like, how do you say inmates run the prison? Mm. And you and then he's like, "Oh, that's not what." I, yes, that is what you meant. And um, I forgot one player's wife in particular. She was highly upset that she was like, "It's my husband who put his." I mean, maybe like a retired player. So she was like, "He put his body on the field." You know, he's out there on the field every week. Yeah, he's out there putting his body on the field every week. So how are they fucking inmates and shit? Right. It's like, we putting our bodies out there. And for you people who still be like, well, these spoiled and entitled. Shut up. It's like, they're not spoiled. They're not entitled. Most of these guys came from nothing. I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. These are not trust fund kids. They were like, like 10 years ago, they were dead broke, most of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, they came these from nothing and worked their ass off to get where they First at. of all. And like I said, in football, most players, like, you're starting before high school. You're, like, 12 when you're starting football. Yeah, you're playing peewee ball. To be to be on that ball. level. Yeah, to like, get to the NFL, you have to be you have to live football. I mean, it's say. rare. Like, it would be a rare case if somebody just started, like, at 17 and just made it to the NFL. That's that's a yeah, rare you're a case. Yeah, you boomer if you just, like, start playing late. That's but a like, rare case. Most of the time, like, your life was football. Like, you were 10, 12 mm-hmm. when you started. Mm-hmm. And then you groomed into... You know, you went to high school, you went to the good college, you got drafted, mm-hmm. you had to go to levels. It's levels to this shit it's to make it to, to the it. NFL. And then, you know, you're putting your body out there every week because contracts are not guaranteed. Yeah, NFL contracts, you can, it can be voided. You could lose everything. An injury could like cost you everything. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that money. Like, if you get injured, they can cut you. Mm-hmm. They can. It's not like other sports where like they have like guaranteed money. Like Gordon Hayward's going to still get his money, and then yeah. the Celtics got back out the eight point nine million dollars for this year because since he can't play, mm-hmm. they getting like money back so they can actually get another player. Because mm-hmm. it's like he can't play. Yeah, an He's injury gone exception. The season. That right. has nothing to do with Gordon's right. contract. That's the NBA. That's, That's an exception, exception because like it was an unfortunate accident that happened because mm-hmm. that was very rare like yeah him, he got hurt in the first game that was nobody a freak accident that, that was a freak accident. accident it was yeah new free agent to get hurt in the first game like nobody could predict right that. but it's or like the NFL, NFL, they don't have that well look at Derek Rose his injury history he got paid every penny of that the 90 that plus 90 million dollar contract dollars. that he signed no that's yep. why he probably missed like half of the contract yep he probably but he got all of it because it's guaranteed it's guaranteed NFL doesn't, NFL doesn't work like that work like that and they work in the extreme because, like, they don't call games. Like, I mean, we've seen football games where, like, you can't even see the um, the yard lines because it's snow. You can't Since even I've see it. I've been watching football. I've only seen, like, the games called, like, twice and shit. Yeah. They don't call it. <laughs> it has to be a hurricane. Like, it has to be something like that. It has to be a yeah, hurricane. Yeah, I saw a Bears game was called like because it was, it was a tornado. Yeah. They had tornadoes, like, further down in Illinois. Right. So the conditions were, like, even bad in Chicago. I saw that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, like, 9-11, they canceled all the games, right. like, that weekend. It has but to be something. It got to be big. something crazy, though. But it can't be like, oh well, you know, it's raining. They out mm-hmm. there in the rain. It's snowing. They out there in the snow. Mm-hmm. It's twenty below zero. They out there. Yeah. It's twenty below Sub-zero, zero. Um, <laughs> right. Temperatures. 
They're going to be out there on that goddamn field and shit. You go outside, you see Sub-Zero from work. <laughs> you see him outside. It's like, I'm not going outside see, if I see this dude outside. You see Mr. Freeze from Batman in this you motherfucker. You see Elsa outside. It's like, I ain't going outside. <laughs> but I mean, but they have to play in those conditions. So mm-hmm. my hat goes off to anybody who has to play in those conditions. Because mm-hmm. I don't even leave the house when it gets that bad. I'm like, hey, I'm calling into work. I'm using a sick day. I ain't going outside. Real talk. I don't go outside in that. Mm-mm. No. I've on voice track from home when I don't feel <laughs> no. like doing the radio. See, no. I send the I send the breaks. I'm not coming. Yeah, in. Somebody else got to run that shit. I'm back not going though. in. I send all my shit to you. Mm-hmm. Let's continue on the NFL. Um, Colin Kaepernick apparently was supposed to meet with the NFL owners, but they hmm. said that um, the meeting was postponed. I'm getting mixed reviews on hmm. that. You know? Interesting. Interesting. But um, Colin Kaepernick's team is saying he was never involved in oh. the canceled NFL meeting. So I don't know who's telling who's telling what now. Because <laughs> the original story I got was from Bleacher Report saying that Cap was supposed to meet with the owners. Mm-hmm. But now um, the NFL is saying that, well, no, he wasn't supposed to meet with them. So somebody's making up shit. I think so. So I'm going to definitely follow the Colin Kaepernick story, like mm-hmm. which I've been doing for the last year and a half at this point. Yeah. Now. It just keeps getting more and more interesting, the Colin Kaepernick Just this whole football thing has just really opened up the eyes. And it's a reason. Cap started a movement. Cap started a movement. And it's a reason why you look at it, it's no black owners in NFL. I said that. I said in all the sports, the only black owner is Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. He's the only oh, one. Oh, and what you call it? Um, Magic Johnson for the Dodgers. Oh, yeah, Magic with the Dodgers. With the Dodgers. Thanks for reminding. I forgot to mention. Go Dodgers! Last time. We yeah. want you to win. Forgot to mention Magic last week. Because like, uh, that's why he left the Lakers. Because he was like, the, uh, the Dodgers. Like Issa say, I ruined for everybody black. <laughs> Real talk. I ruined for everybody black. Yeah. I mean, I know they eliminated the Cubs, but. It's like it's bigger than baseball hey, at this point. Magic Johnson, <laughs> bigger than baseball. You know, I want the, for the brother. Owner. I want the black man to win. Yeah. <laughs> That's a black man. <laughs> so yeah, it's like Jordan yeah. and Magic. My my pick for the two greatest of all the time for all playing time. ball players. Yeah. yeah, like they're on my Mount Rushmore as far yeah. as basketball. And well, I say, what's the name's going to be next when he retires? I think Bron's going to own, own a team, team. Like once he finally he hangs it up, like because mm-hmm. the businessman he is, I think yeah. Bron is going to buy his own team. And why you bullshitting like down the line? I could see, um, hey, big baller brand doing some things. Oh, uh, like, Lavar Ball is the fucking yeah, man. Like Lonzo, <laughs> like you know, he keeps his boys. You know, he yeah, keeps them. Lonzo, like Lamelo, got um game. Yeah, uh, he, he keeps ball his, boys yeah. can boss. Why their name is Ball? Yeah, and boys can he ball. He keeps them. Um, I think Lamelo is even better than Lonzo. Like that's the what I heard. One is the that's good what one. I heard. Yeah, that's the one that's probably gonna be the star. Like mm-hmm. Lonzo is um is good, but. They say LaMelo is going to be the one that's the star. Hmm. Like, that's what I've been checking out. His high school games, I'm like, yeah, this one, he can be something special. But it's a reason. Why don't we have any black owners in the NFL? Fucking racism. It's only rich, old, white men. Old, rich, like, looking like the rich Texan from The Simpsons. Yeah! That's what your typical typical NFL owner looks like. He's, like, firing off his pistols. Mr. Burns. Yeah, (laughs) that's your NFL owners, like Mr. Burns and the rich Texan. Yeah. typical NFL owner looks like those guys and shit. You say, why don't we have that? And it's, like, it's that disconnect where, like, they're, of course, they're not going to understand Yeah, you got the the Robert Crafts. You got the Jerry Jones. You got the the McCaskey family here in Chicago. Like, you don't understand the, the plight of the black, of the, especially of the black person. You don't understand it. Like, so that's why you can like turn a blind, a blind eye to racism. Like, 
Dickhead, like I said, I'm still disappointed like the comment that Disc that Dick has said. Oh, so we haven't I'm had very, any racism in the last one hundred. I'm very years, disappointed in so. him. Still wrapping my brain around. I'm that very shit. disappointed in him. I don't think I fully digested that shit because yeah. every day I think, well, okay, like that's racist. That's I'm still I yeah. think about more racist shit that happened every day. Right. So okay, like yeah, apparently you slept. Like I said, maybe the CTE is real. Maybe mm-hmm. Dick could just don't remember that shit. He got hit in the head too many times. <laughs> Like maybe I'm, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe you got hit in the head. But the too many fact that you times. played football in the '60s, so you were right there at the height of the civil mm-hmm. rights, so you know firsthand. You must have took a hit in the and head. And then when they then, say stuff like, "Well, so and so made it out," it's like you name like two people like who made it out. It's like, but two Negroes don't um define don't an define entire race. Entire race. <laughs> It just doesn't. And, you know, you see this more and more. People are just starting to become more and more comfortable. Like, that's why you're seeing on social media. Like, I mean, I think technology is a great thing. But, like, the way we're going, it's like we are becoming desensitized. We are Mm -hmm. becoming programmed. Because you're seeing people putting it out there being like, oh, well, you know. Like, everybody's having their own opinions about, well, it's not racism going on. And, you know, you people are just living... First of all, you people are still living in the you past. People. You people still live in the past. It's in your mind. It doesn't go like, yeah, okay, like it's been a couple of instances, but it's like they don't think that it's a systematic. Yeah, that's what we're talking about systematic racism, not just like random racist shit or like even like successful blacks. It's like systematically, mm-hmm. we're talking about the fucking system is the fucked system. up. The broken. system, yeah. That's what um you don't get like systematically like say why is no NFL the black NFL owners mm-hmm. and shit like that why is like one baseball and one basketball mm-hmm. uh, uh, owners out of all the blacks and shit out just here. when you look at systematic uh, racism I read an article on Facebook just when they were talking about the wealth gap between blacks Latinos and whites like when you look at you know like what your worth your net worth because you take like your assets and your liability yeah, you know you do like a formula or whatever. Worth. And they were showing that whites are so much higher than their counterparts. Mm. They're so much higher than blacks and Latinos. Why? Why is that? Like, why? And Chris Rock talked about that shit um, once again. This wasn't bring the pain. Was it um, never scared? I want to think when he talked about um, not talking about rich. Yeah, that was never scared. That was never scared. Okay, I believe that was never scared when he talked about that. Mm-hmm. So, well, like, heaven forget, like, like, why, why are drugs illegal in this country? Because, like, the best drugs come from black and brown black countries. And brown he's countries like, yeah. yeah, he's like, yeah, that's why they're illegal. It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, if um, if Philip Morris was a black man, how illegal would be to own a pack I of could. cigarettes? Because <laughs> uh, the white man is like, like liquor and like cigarettes. That's the white man. That's the white like, man yeah. yeah, and it's legal. So that's why those are legal. And they tax the hell out of you on both of them because they make their money. Mm-hmm. Cook County, you paying fifteen dollars for a box of Newports? Yeah. In Cook County, alcohol in Cook County tax for liquor. You're paying, mm-hmm. you paying out the nose in Cook County. Chris Rock talked about that. Yeah. Chris Rock been woke too, like yeah, since, like, since the nineties. <laughs> he rock with you, Chris Rock. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Hopefully we can get you on the show one day. Yeah, we're trying to get to that level where <laughs> get like, you on Rock the show can one sit day. in and shoot the shit about yes. R. Kelly and all the other dumb shit going on in the world. <laughs> Love Chris Rock. Mm. Finally. I got one for you right here, kid. Mm-hmm. Maxim Magazine what? voted Eminem the greatest rapper of all time. Mmm. 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 <laughs> and I got a hot take right here. Well, shout out to Maze Jackson. He's on the WVON radio. He does. I'm still um, confused. Um, huh? 
and he's like put his whole paragraph about what he thought about it. He said, um, can you be black and declare Eminem the GOAT? He's like, I bet some black people probably voted yes. I'm about ready for black people to rid ourselves of the need for Eminem. I get it, he's good, but the GOAT, hell, LL, KRS, Nas, won't even bring Jay-Z into this. Let him go be the best pop star, but how are we giving the greatest of a culture that we created to a white guy? Maze got a good point on this yeah, one. <laughs> yeah, he does. Why are we let white people take our culture over? It's not the first time it happened. Who people say is the greatest um, all-time of rock and roll, Elvis. Uh, no Chuck Berry. Yeah, why is not Little Chuck? Richard. Little Richard. Yeah, Little Richard really should be like the goat. What Chuck Berry? Yeah, or Chuck, yeah. like one of those two. Like, yeah, even the Isley Brothers, Isley they were Brothers, like popping. Yeah. Like, yeah, Chubby Checker, like all of yeah. these. Like, why is Elvis considered the greatest of our, in rock and roll? Now Eminem's even, the Elvis uh, of hip hop now. Even Lady Kravitz talked about that because he does rock and roll. He said people was like, you trying to be white doing rock. He said, first of all, Rock and roll was created by black people. Why mm-hmm. are you being ignorant? Because like he had to school somebody. Yeah, back in the fifties, they like, said that, that he was, was trying to be white because he likes doing rock and roll. Mm-hmm. It's like, but it was originated by black people. Mm. That just shows how much you don't know about your culture. And the crazy thing about people are such pun intended stands for Eminem. Ah, <laughs> nice. That in Maze Jackson, the comments in his timeline is split pretty down evenly down the middle. Mm. Like yeah. M got bars, leave him alone, and then others was like, like, yeah, you're right. Like, how do you go let a white man like say he's the best at our culture? Agree, he <laughs> does have bars, but the best, absolutely not. Mm-mm. I can think of like, like okay. he named some names. I would say they got KRS more bars. One, yeah. Rakim, um, LL Cool J, Jay Jay-Z, Nas. Nas. I like Kanye better than M at mm-hmm. this point. Shit. Ice Cube. Cube. Scarface, like I can go like yeah. forever. <laughs> How many names did we just name right there? Yeah, I was probably we probably close to ten already. Right. And shit. How many names did we name? We was talking about diggers that got bars and shit, mm-hmm. man. It's like, come on, but only we do that shit. Yeah, you never see like a Latino say that a black man is like the greatest reggaeton star of all time. No, they're or not greatest do salsa. Like, yes. no, there's only black people that let other people like be the best at their culture. And shit. Yeah. You're not going to see, like, white say that a black man is the greatest country singer of all time. No. Like, there's only black people that they do that They're going to say, shit. yeah, Hootie killed it. Yeah, they're going to say, yeah, <laughs> Darius Rucker be with is you. the greatest. That was a shit, yeah. though. I only wanted yeah. to be with you. They're like, yeah, he was dope, but he ain't no Charlie Pride and shit, though. Right. <laughs> they like, they going to claim they gonna theirs. Go for he ain't no Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. Right, they going like, to go for theirs. Darius was good, but, yeah. yeah. No, he, ain't, he ain't that motherfucker. Right. He ain't no Johnny Cash and shit. They going right. to put theirs up there. They going to put theirs up there. But only black people do that and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that? Why do we just let everybody come in and like take our culture from us? Because of the whole, as like ja- it happened with jazz too and shit. Yeah, and jazz. Yeah, New Orleans black. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Like whites dominate jazz, they dominate rock, and like it looks like hip hop is next and shit. Mm. But uh, but with you, but like you said that when I take I, that personally because I grew hip hop is my culture. But you I grew said up that on it. a previous podcast where we were saying that as blacks. It's like we have to be all inclusive. Yeah. But other races can choose. They can like be Absolutely. like have their pride. They can have that. theirs. We gotta like everybody. The more the merrier. Yeah. Like everybody's invited to the cookout with us. It's yeah. Like, it's like almost every black show has like a white character on it. Mm-hmm. But like all like white white shows, it's, it's tons of white shows with not a single Negro. Like how many black people were on Frasier, for example? <laughs> Or cheers. cheers. It's, like, yeah, it's like tons of like white shows with like Big not Bang a black theory. Yeah, Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah. Um Friends and shit. It's like tons of white shows, not okay, a single black person. It showed up like later. Aisha Tyler showed like way okay, later. Okay, so she was on for OKS. Okay, but it took her like, yeah. you know, it was like. 
and, eight and years. Flying Phil was splashing me in like you had um like Phil Morris, Jackie Childs, for example. They would splash me in from time to. But like you think about like all of these shows, like Dukes of Hazard, how many Negroes it showed was up to Hazard County? It was zero. Probably like two. Like and it showed on like like seven years. Which is why <laughs> I love Dynasty because uh, Diane Carroll, nobody could play uh, Dominique Devereaux like Diane because mm-hmm. like she served the shade. She was in there. She was like, I know you try to act like I don't belong, but I belong. Speaking of which, was it any black people in Dallas? I don't know. I don't know. I asked my mom. Exactly. I just know yeah. Diane C. Diane Carroll. I just know Diane Carroll. That's right. I just yeah. know so Diane C. I know that because she's an icon. Yes. I wouldn't have known that if she was. If it was just a random black actress, I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like all the like most black shows do have like a white character on them. Yeah, like Martin had like the engineer Sean. Yeah, <laughs> they have like white characters that are like on the show like all the time. Yeah, said, yeah. Because we're all inclusive. Yeah, but with the um the white shows like you could have mm-hmm. like just an all white show with like nobody black. It's like nowhere near the shit. Like same with movies and shit. It all just be like the black, the cool, the token black guy. Like Who's there to be yeah. cool. <laughs> Like in Teen Wolf, when uh, he becomes the wolf and he's breakdancing, the black guy disappears. <laughs> but that one scene, to break no no niggas at that entire high school. <laughs> when the wolf is breakdancing and the black dude starts pop locking, start he, he has a boom box and he's pop locking just for that one scene. Same with Ferris Bueller and shit. The the parade scene with on um, Twist and Shout. All the Isley Brothers, black man wrote that too. Yeah. Like the twist and south scene and shit. Yeah, yeah it's just when like Ferris a was like, It was like just like, because um, we were, during, you were an extra in that scene. Yeah, I we think. were yeah. extras. Yeah, that Jeez, that's the only scene in the whole movie with niggas in it. Yeah. Was that scene. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was just the twist and shout scene because they had a scene where like they were breaking at the parade too. So, and so. Then even when they do have like a black person like uh, and. She's all that. Uh, Usher was just the DJ, and he was there <laughs> to be cool. It's like you know what I mean. They just have like the black persons. I don't add anything to like like Bud said. Like shout okay. out to not but, another yeah, movie. But, um, got Dion Richmond. Yeah. He said, "I'm just a talking black guy." Yeah. My job is to stay out of the conversation <laughs> and say shit like, like "Damn, damn shit, shit that's, that's whack." whack. That's really what it is. And that's what the black person is. The that's black why it person. had like the ultimate token black guy to end that movie too with Sean, Sean Patrick, Patrick Thomas. Thomas. Say, hey, what are you doing here? You know I'm the only black guy in he this movie. You know I'm the only black guy here. He kicked Sean Patrick <laughs> out of the movie. <laughs> because that is like the black person, they have no character development. They're yeah. just there to be cool. It's like Isaac from The Love Boat. Like he hardly ever got, like Doc banged everybody on the yeah, show. Yeah, Doc Isaac banged everybody. Isaac pointed and shit, yeah. Only time you saw like, we see like, Watson. or Telma Hopkins Tell be on the boat and say, oh yeah, Isaac's gonna get laid. Any time uh-huh. a black guest star was on the Daphne Maxwell. <laughs> yeah, Daphne Maxwell. Oh, you see, you see Pam Greer getting Pam on the boat. Pam Greer, like, okay, okay Isaac, Isaac about to get some, some yeah. Bernadette Stannis gets yeah. on the boat and shit. He's like, yeah, Isaac's, Isaac's going to get laid this week. Yeah. You got excited when you say, here's your guest star. It's going to be like somebody like that. Yeah. When we say all the old, like, icons. From that era. <laughs> the old, like, beautiful icons from that era. Yeah, oh, yeah. Isaac's you guys don't know who these ass. people are. Like, Google them. Like, some of you guys, mm-hmm. like, I'm sure that you youngsters yeah. don't know, like, <laughs> who yeah. these women's see, names see are? Debbie Allen get Debbie on the fucking Allen? boat and shit. Like, Isaac's gonna get Isaac some. Yeah, get some. yeah. Because <laughs> our mom watched that show. That's why we, anytime a black person would be a guest, and then star, the black you know, girl's Isaac's always there some. for sass. Yeah. Either she's the sassy one. Uh uh-uh, uh, girlfriend. Girl. You need to, girl, you need to kick him to the curb. Like, mm-hmm. she's just there for sass. 
or she's just the friend that like nobody pays attention like Lisa Turtle. Lisa Turtle, yeah, like even though she was the best looking one on the show, mm-hmm. she looked better than ja- than Jesse, Jesse and, and um, Kelly, Kelly. <laughs> both of them. Like I said, they were all nice They're looking both, girls. Yeah, they were all nice looking yeah. girls, but I think like back then, Black Voorhees was shitting all over. She was beautiful. Um, Elizabeth Berkeley and Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah, she, she was. was shitting all over. She was them. the best looking girl. <laughs> Shout out Black Voorhees. But then nobody wanted her nobody, except for the nerd. Like Screech was the only one that was obsessed with her. Then they had the weird episode when her and Zach, Zach like, were, yeah. That was weird. And that was never mentioned again. Yeah, and that was very weird. But that's another show. Like, you see, like, a black guy show up. Let's say, like, if Darius McCrary is on the show. Like, <laughs> he ain't getting Jesse. <laughs> you know, okay, Lisa's going to have a date. Right. Like I said, you know he ain't getting Jesse. You know ain't going to put him with Jesse. Exactly. Right. It'd have to be a guy. I don't even know if he was. I mean, he probably wasn't on there. I'm just throwing out, like, black actors from that, from that era. Yeah. <laughs> Jaleel White and shit Jaleel was on the fucking heart to save Butterbell. Okay, Lisa's gonna have a date this week. Yeah. You already knew him. Shit. Exactly. But that's Carl Anthony Payne showed up on that motherfucker. That's... <laughs> Cockroach. <Yeah. laughs> Lisa's date. But that's the era that we're in. So, like, we keep on saying, hopefully, I mean, we have to address it. Let's address this elephant that's been in the room yeah. for years. But black people are the only ones that let others come and take their culture and mm-hmm. say they're the best at it. Yeah, we can't keep doing that. Like I saw what This is M- not even a shot at Eminem personally. No, like it's just I said, like, as black people, we do that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you see like other genres, they don't do that. Mm-hmm. They prop their own up and shit. Mm-hmm. Like black people is like, uh, well, I don't see race with it. It's like we the only ones that gotta mm-hmm. have that shit in there. Cause it's just what we've been conditioned. Like, to like think. Issa Rae's the only one that kept it real recently. He's like, hey, I'm, I'm rooting for all the black people. Black. Yeah, shit, I'm rooting for everybody black. She like kept it real. And that's what we always say about our mom. Our like, mom is the original Issa Rae. She's unapologetically black. Yes. Our mom is so black. She like, is the funniest she's... thing ever is watching Family Feud with our mom. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's a black and like it's been a lot of black families since Steve Harvey Steve been Harvey hosting. Like, hosting. That, I think that was part of the contract. He says not enough black families on it's this the, show. It's the Kabisky family versus, versus the, the Johnsons. Johnsons. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the show ends, like yeah, and the Kaniskys win. My mama reached for the remote <laughs> control and soon, like, before I even finished playing the do 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 do. Like she'll cut and it before they finish. got to three hundred first, and then my mom she'll turns it off. She it off. Like she don't even see fast money. Like as soon as the black people lose, like mom's like, okay, I'm done with <laughs> I'm this. Done shit. Watching <laughs> it. It's hilarious. Every time the black family loses, she's like, we're so okay. That's enough of that. <laughs> That's why we saw we we called and we talked about Viola Davis and uh, Mahershala Ali's so, uh, Oscar win. We was like, mom, like, I know you watched yeah. it and you saw Viola won. You mm-hmm. said Mahershala won. You mm-hmm. saw them. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So my mom, like, we was on 10 because like, we love both of them. So, mm. yep. All right. Um, we have an RIP that we had this week. Uh, um, they usually say death comes in threes, but this happened in twos. Um, Robert Gilliam. Benson. Benson. Passed. He, also, he also played Fishbone on Good Times. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. With the, yeah, the drunk. <laughs> yeah, was and the he drunk, was the yeah. dean on a different where I was just watching that early. Uh-huh. The dean. He who, kicked Ron Johnson. He kicked Ron his dad out. To get the fuck out of my office. And he was Rafiki. Yeah. <laughs> He'll and, always be Benson, though. <laughs> and I loved him in um, in um, Lean on Me when he was uh, saying, and I'm the HNIC. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> when he checked Ask Morgan Freeman and said, I'm the yeah, he said, I'm the HNIC. <laughs> a legendary black actor. How you, like, legendary. what's so dope about his character on Soap um, and even on Benson? Benson. He's like he would. T- he was the only black. He would talk shit to all the white people. Yeah. And and nobody he, fucked with him. And he was the smartest. He was one. smarter than he the was fucking mayor. Than all of his, yeah. uh, than all of his yeah. white counterparts. Mm-hmm. He was smarter than all of them. And we also had another death. Uh, Fats Domino. Like I said, yeah. they both were eighty nine years old. Mm-hmm. So, just sad that 
all of our icons are going away now. It's like I just saw means we getting older. Like a lot of people we grew up with are they're dying. It's like we getting older. Come when I saw Robert, I was like, wait, I was like, not Vincent. I'm like, no, I was like, Rafiki, Lion, I'm like, no, Fishbone. That's what my mind went. And then I forgot about the different world because I was watching that today. And then when I saw, I was like, that's why I said he was the dean on a different world. I forgot about that. Good times last week. Fishbone. Fishbone episode was on. But very talented actor. Like he did so much to like pioneer black actors during that dope, time. Yeah. During that time where it's like when, like you you wouldn't it wasn't any black shows hardly on TV. Mm-hmm. Like and he was the uh, you wouldn't see that many blacks on TV. He was one of them mm-hmm. that you would do. Who had his own show? Benson. Yeah, Benson. He like got his own spinoff from Soap. He was yeah. so dope. Was so, so we got to give this dude his own show. He had to get. He it. was the star of Soap, basically. So we got to give him his own show. Yeah. But R.I.P. to them. Long lives, 89 years old, but mm-hmm. still, it just hurts though to lose yeah. our icons. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, ready to get up out of here, yes, kid? Yes, yes, yes. Wrap things up. Thanks to each and every one of you supporting Not Another Damn Podcast. We want you to go to iTunes mm-hmm. to subscribe, share, rate, and review, review us, all right? S-S-R-R, yep. please. Not Another Damn Podcast. Find us on iTunes or however you listen to your podcast. We yes. will be there. And I'll throw my social media out mm-hmm. since we're going there. Yeah. Follow me at Ozman the Wizard on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud, where you can also find out another damn podcast. Check out Oz Radio on Snapchat and Facebook, plus um, Oz Radio or Ozman the Wizard. I believe you can check out my mix cloud where I'm op- uploading my mixes now yes. on a regular basis. And At least hot- weekly. I'm going to try to do it bi weekly. And it's hot mixes, too. They're yeah. hot. So, yeah, you need a DJ. <laughs> Holla at your man. Holla at your boy. And then you can check me out, MSIMH626, on Instagram and Twitter. You can also check out STR8GULLEY1 and STR8GULLEY7. That is uh, the Instagram, the 7, and then the 1 is on Twitter for my straight gully as well. And like Not Another Damn and Podcast like on, Facebook on our Facebook as well, too. Yeah, and then, like we said, comment. You know, we like to hear Tell comments. Us what you like, Tell yeah. You like. you like what we're doing. If you don't like what we're doing, we want to hear that feedback. We're trying to take this podcast to the next level. Mm-hmm. We can only do that with your help. And then, if you know. If it's something that you don't like, tell us maybe we say, maybe we can tweak stuff. We can tweak it. And who knows? We may be able to have a Q&A session. Like, you start asking questions. Like, we yeah. can start answering do questions. Do a whole um, email episode. Yeah. Well, yeah, just comment. Yeah, give us your questions. Give we'll us respond. Questions. You might want to ask us something personal. We can tell you about that yeah, right here. Absolutely. Yeah. And then follow mine because, like, now I have an avocado. That's what I missed 16 weeks. The baby's an avocado. Okay. So follow my progress. <laughs> That's funny. We got progress. You're going to progress you with the baby and progress my transformation. With your transformation. Body, yeah. <laughs> right now I'm at 214. I weighed myself So we're going today. opposite side. Yeah. We're going <laughs> the opposite way. Trying to get back under 200. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not that far away. And I want a definition this time, too. Yeah. So, so I got the strict diet and I'm working out. So. I see you. Anyway, I'm Ozman the Wizard. And Naima. We will talk, talk to, to you later. later. Bye. I'm going. <laughs>